All right, all right, all right. Let's get fired up for CryptoCast with Ryan Castillo. Castillo Trading, simplecrypto.blog. Working with Brad 2.0, we're talking about Bitcoin and the banks, traditional stock markets, and pink sheets. Boom. Hello, Ryan. What's up, Lawrence? How you doing, man? Good. We out here with CryptoCast Thursday edition with Ryan Castillo trading up in Seattle. Ryan comes from a traditional stock uh, trading background, day trading a lot with uh, penny stocks, right? Yeah, yeah. Micro cap, small cap, and even a little, you know, mid and large cap here and there. Well, we've been wanting to get you on for a while, so let's just get right into it. What um, brought you into crypto and what brought you into trading uh, micro cap stocks and, and what was that like transitioning? Yeah, um, you know, I started, uh, I think, two and a half, close to three years ago, I've been trading, um, you know, just just to the, the traditional NASDAQ. NSE, OTC markets, you know, even some pink sheets and some gray markets here and there, just, you know, really depending on what uh, markets were hot at the time. Uh, You know, I was uh, a Timothy Sykes trading challenge student for a year. And that's pretty much where I got my base knowledge of, you know, kind of the stock market and kind of learned where to go from there. But, you know, I also traded underneath a lot of um, other big names in the penny stock world, you know, like warrior trading, Cameron Ross, I was subscribed to them, you know, I subscribed to uh, Sean Deckmar, Deckmar trades, investors underground with um, Nathan Mashad, it just really, really kind of dove right into that whole industry. And, you know, had a lot of success had a lot of um, losses as well had, you know, just learned a lot, I blew up an account, um, refunded it and bounced back. So, you know, just a lot of learning i guess now is micro cap stocks what we would see in wolf of wall street uh wolf of wall street i think was more like uh pink sheets uh more pink sheet stocks so yeah micro cap that kind of area um otc markets is kind of i guess would be the newer term for um the wolf of wall street pink sheets so so what is a pink sheet um, so pink sheet basically is just a small stock that, you know, is just a very, very basic, very micro cap stock that not a lot of investors would invest in. But, you know, you can still there's still a lot of upside, a lot of volatility, a lot of vicious swings up and down. So, that, you know, there's just a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, to nail a good percentage on a trade. Do any of those uh, micro caps or pink sheets actually turn into larger companies that end up on NASDAQ? Is that a thing that happens? Um, I, you know, I don't know if it happens a lot, but I think it can. Uh, the way that we kind of or that I kind of went went at it was I was just really a momentum trader. Mm-hmm. I didn't re- I didn't really care about the company. I didn't look into the fundamentals. I, all I did was I looked at technicals, just technical analysis on these plays and whichever stock would drop the best press release pre-market, you know, I would most likely 
trade that because that's where the volume was. That's where everybody was watching. That's where everyone was trying to make their money was on the upside and the downside. So there was a, just a lot of room for um, going long and going short. So, you know, had a lot of experiences with uh, shorting stocks as well. Uh, wasn't really my favorite thing to do, but it, you know, it, it definitely works. Right, right. So do you have a normal job and do you talk about that ever publicly on Twitter? Uh, I do have a normal job. Yes. I have a different background from finance. I went to college for basically chemistry and biology and I've worked in uh, microbiology labs and I've done like a lot of cryopreservation of cells and different um, cell type of culturing and um, so just a, a real different um, day job from what I really like to do is, you know, obviously trade stocks. Um, but I kind of just realized after school that if you really, really want to be successful, you have to have multiple um, revenues. You got to have different streams of um, revenue coming in. And so, you know, the stock market was something I was always interested in. So as soon as I uh, had a, you know, a good paying job, I started investing in my education and then also opening up different brokerage uh, accounts with different exchanges. Okay. So if people were trying to, I guess, learn some trade analysis and fundamentals, do you have a recommended guide for crypto? Oh, crypto um, for fundamentals or technicals? Because there's a big difference that I don't think a lot of people really understand. Um, I guess for uh, technicals. Technicals. Yeah. I mean, uh, Johnny is is amazing. I don't know. Uh, Alt one. I think it's Alt One Crypto. Yeah, um, he's his technicals are amazing. Also, Phil, um, Crypto Cho, they all have amazing, amazing technical analysis skills that are really you can learn a lot from just by studying their tweets, studying you know the charts that they are looking at, and you know make sure that you see what they see, kind of thing. And you know it's awesome because those guys do it for free. So um, you know we're really, really lucky to have them to spread the wealth to the crypto Twitter community because, you know, crypto Twitter is pretty crazy right now. It is pretty crazy and, it, and it's growing fast. It's uh, a little more quiet than it was in January. And now I guess we're uh, moving into March. And I, I know a lot of people are hoping for a, a nice off season bull run. I'm not sure when that's coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know, I think we're, you know, anyone that's, you know, hodling these altcoins, you know, I think we're right, right where we need to be. I don't think anyone should give in to any FUD. I think that these charts are, you know, basically in a natural state. Yeah. So you think a lot of these are, I guess, a consolidation period? Yeah, definitely consolidation period. I mean, most of them ran over a thousand percent, you know, back in the end of 2017. So it's unrealistic for these things to just keep going and keep going. They have to have a pullback and, you know, you have to really understand that that way you can give yourself the best possible um, entry points for, you know, your trades. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we met, uh, I guess probably through Brad 2.0. Yep. I kind of met through John and through association on Twitter. And I know you and Brad 2.0 have a joint project where y'all, you'll help a lot of people that are, maybe newer to crypto and um the the platform's called what simple crypto.blog yeah simple crypto.blog we kind of created that really not too long ago and we've been getting a lot of positive feedback so we're just really trying to uh, keep the content coming 
what kind of content uh, would be on that site? Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of basics um, as you know, the site is called simple crypto. It's a lot of me and Brad kind of got together uh, through Twitter and basically just had a lot of the same questions multiple times from newer investors or newer traders. So we were just like, Hey, let's just create a blog, um, you know, hit on some of these key points. That way, anytime we get anybody else asking these questions, we can just send them to, you know, our blog and they can answer, you know, any further questions that they might have as well. And that's kind of where, you know, we got simple crypto going. And like I said, we've seen a lot of uh, rapid traffic, a lot quicker than we thought so it, it you know definitely growing yeah so quick um what else do you see in the future uh for simple crypto you know i kind of just see us really you know keeping it going we just want to get as much content and as much information down as, as possible uh the the thing is is when i made my transition over to you know cryptocurrency I got really, really into, you know, the fundamental analysis, you know, what these coins, these tokens actually are. And when I was trading penny stocks and, um, you know, the traditional markets, I didn't care about the fundamentals. All I really cared about was which press release was bringing the most volume in the morning during pre-market and which, which ones were bringing in the most, uh, you know, percentages the most profit you know things like that i just didn't really care about anything else kind of you know what was interesting about you know getting into the crypto world for me was i really just started working on the fundamental analysis instead of the technical analysis which was interesting to me because when i traded penny stocks all i really cared about was you know which stock has the most volume which stock was bringing the most volatility which stock was you know up uh, you know, uh, percentage wise pre-market, you know, I basically had a scanner that would tell me which stocks were already up 20, 25, 30% just during pre-market. So I just basically cared about these stocks for a day, two days, three days, maybe max. Cause I'm, you know, I'm obviously going to short them on the way down as well, but that's just what was really interesting was getting into crypto. All I cared about is what these coins and these tokens actually were. And, you know, I started studying them, started looking more into them. You know, we started doing a little series on Simple Crypto about different coins. Brad has his and his is called um, Behind the Coin. And I have mine and mine is called Coin Recap. So we really just kind of break down the fundamentals, the background of these companies, you know, what they're doing, what their projections are, things like that. So I never, you know, really would have thought that I would have transitioned from being a momentum day trader to, you know, a fundamental cryptocurrency trader you know it's just crazy to me but i really enjoy it and you know we're looking to really take simple crypto to the next level that's awesome man i know that for me i am a big fundamental analysis kind of investor i read the white papers i google the team i do all that here's here's a here's a situation that i've ran into um i'm thinking long term i i hold for the most part, you know, I, I bought a lot of um, cryptos that have 20x, 10x, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, kicking myself in some ways and, and not caring in others because I am such a long term holder. Um, you know, I, I have a coin that went 20x and then I'll watch it slide all the way back down mm -hmm. to 3x. Yep. And I'm thinking, hmm, how much 
how much should I be taking profits if I'm really a holder? You know, that that's the part that's kind of bummed me out some is, you know, it's cool to believe in a coin for a two year push. But, you know, if you think about it, you could also maybe 10 X your holdings of that one coin. Yeah. And, and that's the part that kind of gets me where it almost feels like you almost need to be watching the charts, even if you're a holder or or maybe not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're ever uncertain, you know, like if you're up 10 X on a position, you can always scale out your position as well. You know, you could take profits along the way, you know, maybe take, you know, take off 10% of your portfolio, you know, depending on how much you want to risk. But if it's up 10 X, you know, you could always just sell some and at least lock in some profits before it has its correction. That's, you know, something that you could always do as well. Yeah, I think I do have a new rule personally for investing myself, which is um, anytime I get a multitude of, of X's, you know, maybe three, four X. Yeah, I'm taking some off the table because I, I mean, at one point, my my entire crypto portfolio was worth 15 times more than it is now. Yeah. And it's like, whew, yeah. You know, got... <laughs> it, it's tough, though. You know, like you said, you're a long term holder. So, it you know. At the same time, you know, you want to take the profits, but if you believe in, you know, what you're invested in, then, you know, you might as well hold. If you if you can get through knowing, you know, if you're down on your portfolio or if you know that you missed out on specific gains, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, for example, I might still be up 5x, but at one point I was up 20x. So it's like cool, still in the green. Yeah. But maybe if I was watching the candles a little more, maybe if I was paying a little more attention to the technicals, I could have uh, be sitting with a little more fiat on the sidelines, buying in when Bitcoin hit 5,900, because I was pretty much locked up. And yeah. I knew that I was like, okay, watching the charts, watching some of the experts on Twitter, I was like, you know, that 6,000 mark, that's a good probably time to buy in. Yeah, um, that was a that was a really good time. I think a lot of people knew that that target was was coming. And, you know, I know I set my targets on around like six, I think like 62, 63, 6400 for Bitcoin right around there, because, you know, I didn't think it was going to actually touch 6000. That's why I didn't want to set any um, buy alerts there. But uh, most of the time you can tell when a pullback is going to happen. And, you know, that's what I've said on Twitter before is, you know, if, if people didn't see that Bitcoin was going to pull back to, you know, between the six, you know, 5,500 range, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know, you're not looking at the charts correctly. You're not doing your analysis because, you know, corrections are always going to happen. And that's just, you know, the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah, man. So are you, uh, are you excited at all for, for, traditional investors to come over into crypto and will we see that you know yeah i I think so i I don't know how they can ignore it any longer i think it's it's only a matter of time before we see you know i mean we've already seen it get so big with the the big you know just the amount of names that we've seen trying to bring in blockchain into their you know the company and, and you know just different types of um projects that some of the bigger companies are work working on that we don't even know yet Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's only a matter of time, honestly. I, now I think the main thing that a lot of people have to look at is, you know, all these 
coins and tokens are different. And that's why you really have to study the fundamentals. You know, one coin can do this, but another one can do that. So you just want to make sure that you really, really know what these coins are actually doing. That way you can give yourself the best possible, um, you know, pathway to success. Yeah. One thing I'm curious about is I, I saw a uh, economist, I think in Germany, put out a pretty big survey and he was extrapolating the results to United States demographics and said probably somewhere around 2% of U.S. households own uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you, I think you and your podcast with Brandon, Brandon King were saying, you know, we're just getting started. You know, we really are. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see, you know, if we start moving to, 20% adoption and then you know maybe at some point 40 50 60% over the next 3 years I would say yeah that would be a reasonable target what what will that do to the price of bitcoin I mean it's going to you're going to send it sky high you know it's going to make new highs way higher than 20,000 uh, in my opinion um but as to when that is going to happen you know it could take a year, you know, six months to two years. I'm not really sure. It basically just matters on when the world wants to accept that this digital currency is here and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, man. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what's going to be going on with simple crypto? Like what's the rest of your year look like? Are you going to be trying to uh, offer any more services? Are, are you just doing this for your family? Uh, you know, so what I'm really trying to do is I'm really trying to get the, you know, the day traders that I was, you know, was back, I don't know, like five, six months ago uh, into cryptocurrency. You know, I was just really unsure of what was going on in the crypto markets. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, you know, I saw the news, you know, on Ripple and, you know, Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash and all this stuff. And I just didn't really take the time to learn it. But, you know, with simple crypto, I really want to make sure that it, traders that do want to come over and just, you know, maybe experiment a little bit in the cryptocurrency markets, you know, that we have a nice guide for them to, uh, you know, really engulf themselves with, you know, they have all the information at their fingertips and, you know, we can really help them just kind of get their feet going, get their wheels turning so that they can really just dive in. And, you know, they might love it, they might hate it, but hey, you know, at least we gave them an opportunity to learn about it. Yeah, man, this is kind of the time to to uh, to make a statement in terms of building good content to help some of the newer people in crypto. There's I mean, when I tried to get involved last summer, I mean, there was Reddit, uh, 4chan. And I mean, there's really not a lot out there. And still today, you know, like your stuff is awesome. But there's there's not a ton of just great go-to guides for beginners. Yeah, and we try and be as unbiased as possible, you know. We're not trying to tell people to buy these coins. We're not telling them to buy these tokens. We're just basically giving our opinion. You know, we also put in our concerns, what we like about it. So, you know, we're just really giving an unbiased opinion on specific tokens and coins. You know, I just think that's the best way to do it. Just present people with the information and then they can make their decision from there. Yeah, man. So what about um forex did you ever trade forex no you know i never i never got into forex i never got into like futures or um options tradings anything like that i was just pure day trading penny stocks you know press release pre-market after hours you know that was kind of my gig because that's when 
you know, the volatility, the volatility was really hot. I didn't really look into, you know, trading that kind of stuff. It, you know, it was just, I was comfortable with trading penny stocks. So I just kind of stuck to that. Yeah, man. So what's, uh, you're up in Seattle. What, what's the climate up there? Like in terms of, uh, crypto it's, I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. We got, it's a really tech savvy city. We got huge names like Amazon and Microsoft headquarters here. Uh, you know, but it's, it's awesome because we actually have the headquarters of Bitrex. And then I don't know if you've heard of Dragon Chain. They yes. um, are actually, I think, like right down the street from Bitrex. So for those of you that didn't know about that, Dragon Street is right down the cha- uh, street from one of the biggest exchanges um, in the world. So, you know, it's just it has a lot of potential in Seattle so much. And uh, Dragon Chain actually has a conference coming up here in September um, that, you know, I'm going to attend because, you know, why not? It's going to be a great time. Yeah, Dragon Chain is is an interesting product. I believe they're trying to build out a platform to allow a company to utilize the blockchain very easily for their particular need. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Um, I'm actually writing my next coin recap on Dragon Chain. So for those interested, it's going to be posted on simplecrypto.blog. Um, Bullish? I think yes. Um, as of what the chart looks like right now is one of the ugliest charts, I think, in the crypto market. But mm-hmm. I think they have, you know, a really good product. You know, it's Disney's blockchain um, kind of project going on. So, you know, that's always, um, a, you know, a big name like Disney kind of dig, digging into the whole blockchain realm is, you know, is pretty, pretty interesting to me. And, you know, I think it is bullish, but right now it might not look like it. Um, but, you know, that's why. I bought at the bottom and I didn't buy when it was at $5. You know, I waited for a pullback and a correction. And, you know, that's when you load up your bags. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how cryptocurrencies and blockchain um, start impacting the real world. I mean, I know the major logistic companies of the world and, of course, the big banks are already trying to utilize blockchain um, to their advantage. Um, But it's going to be very, very interesting to see how easy it will be to go throughout modern life by next summer not this summer but next summer by only using crypto yeah it'll be interesting you know i think uh this summer coming up is is big for crypto the crypto world and you know bitcoin and i think that you know we can see new highs pushing into the summer but again you know no one's ever going to know it's all speculation I, i just think that you know we are bullish right now but we might have a correction back down to the you know, 8,900 area for Bitcoin, you know, 8,800. But I think right now it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see where we land when it comes summer. So have you completely dropped uh, micro caps over it? Um, I have, I still have brokerage accounts open. Um, I still am a subscriber to some of the, you know, chat rooms like Tim Sykes and Decmar Trades. I really like those too. So I do subscribe to theirs. Um, their alerts still. And I do have a E-Trade Pro account still open and an Interactive Brokers account still open. But as far as trading, I probably haven't made a day trade in the traditional markets for about six months because that's just how much I've just enjoyed learning about the crypto market. Yeah, man. So um, for crypto, what are your biggest what, – what do you hope to see happen? Like 
why do you like crypto? You just like the investing side of it, the, the cool new technology or the world world applications? Um, I, you know, I like the I like everything about it. You know, yeah. I, I think it's really just, you know, I, a lot of people compare it to the dot com bubble. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I'm not a big fan of that comparison just because we are in a, a different, you know, the technology we have right now is way more advanced than it was back then. Um, so I, I just never really like that comparison. I think that crypto um, can really go far. And I think that the more people learn about it, the bigger it's going to get. And, you know, just like I said, a lot of people are just uneducated about it at this point. Yeah. And that's one of the main things because I was uneducated about it before I got into it. But as soon as I got into it, I loved it. So, you know, the more people just even take the opportunity to want to learn about it, you know, I think that's when we're going to see a big change. And, you know, we kind of saw that when it was hitting, you know, the 20,000 highs. Sure. But, you know, once again, it kind of died down and everyone kind of forgot about it. But a lot of people stuck around. That's for sure. A lot of people came around when it was hitting new highs. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that comparison either with the dot-com bubble. I think it's a lot different for a lot of ways. One being it's worldwide. Um, you know, the, the NASDAQ tech bubble of the 2000s um, was pretty limited to, you know, a lot of internet software companies in, you know, California. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're, we're trading uh, um, securities or whatever you would call it. Um, cryptocurrencies globally and I really don't think there's much comparison people like to show that chart the classic chart of the dot-com bubble and it, and it busting and they try to overlay it on a on a Bitcoin yeah, uh, yeah. sheet and but if you look at the log scale of Bitcoin I mean it's been at a 35 40 degree angle for the past seven years mm-hmm yeah, you know, it really has. And, you know, that's that's kind of the thing, too, is like you were saying, when people lay charts over on current charts, it's, you know, it does have some like similarities and comparisons. But, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, it you can take any chart and change it based off of what you want to see. You know, you just sure. have to chase the change the time frame. All you got to do is put, you know, support levels and resistance levels here. You know, it's all personal preference. And that's why technical analysis, if you're good at it can be a, you know, a real advantage. Yeah. People, uh, people like to post charts that only show one side of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, I was at the bank the other day and this is just an anecdote, but, um, I had a problem with the new account, just withdrawing my own money. (laughs) I, I, I had to get the manager involved and they had to call other branches and it was flagged for whatever reason. It was a decent amount of money. And, uh, I spent about an hour in there just starting to get very frustrated and, and I could just look around the ivory, the ivory ceilings and the marble floors and just thought, y'all have no idea what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, this will never be a problem for me in, in two years. If I want to transfer wealth between me and a third party across the world, it's instant. And I don't need anybody else to tell me hey, you know, we're going to flag these funds and, and go into review. And you just might not have your money and you don't have an idea of when you'll have it. And, I, you know, Bitcoin, the Satoshi's true vision, you know, original vision, like, as Roger Ver likes to steal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was a currency for the people outside of the banks. Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, I completely agree. People, 
I, you know, I've always looked at banks as, you know, kind of like a big, they're kind of like a big scam, right? They kind of just take your money, but then they make you pay them to hold your money. So, you know, it's a, it's a great business model, what banks have done. So, you know, the fact that we are now in a place in time where we can go about living our life without having a bank, I think is just huge. And I don't, it's not going to take very long for the world to understand that, hey, this is working and it's a lot easier than the traditional way. Yeah, that's, that, that's when it clicked in my mind as I walked out after spending an hour trying to get my own money um, to realize why am I allowing other people to tell me what, what I can and cannot do? You mm-hmm. know, and it's just, I think it's kind of going into that maybe a generational shift with the younger generation, you know, growing up on the internet. There's a stark difference from growing up with the internet at six years old and not experience the internet till you're 45. Yeah. 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 That's that. There is a big difference with that because we've been experiencing the internet our, our whole lives. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with different doing something different is the way that you learn something new. You have to do different things to be successful. And, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid to jump into crypto right away, but um, at the same time, you know, I think it's necessary not only for them, but for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people still don't understand. I have family members say, but yeah, is that real money? And can you cash out? And I, I, I have this feeling that a lot of people that aren't in crypto yet still look at it maybe as like Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Like (laughs) they they think we're playing with, with uh, this token that exists on like a Microsoft word document. And I just like type in how much money I have and it just works like that. They don't, they don't understand the public ledger and that, you know, these are traceable and um, people have put a lot of value behind it because that at the end of the day, it's just what the market thinks it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you know, you have massive, uh, you know, really, really big name firms taking just massive positions in some of these plays like Ethereum, you know, Litecoin, um, Ethereum Classic, uh, you know, just just huge positions. So, you know, if if this was a fake, you know, a scam or if it wasn't, you know, going to be the next big thing, people wouldn't be putting that kind of money behind it. And I think that just goes to show you that, you know, this is real and it is growing. Yeah. And I guess, you know, at the end of the day, um, they were created for a purpose. You know, we're in now the smart contract era where that in itself has so many real world applications to use smart contracts. But the ability just to transfer wealth and assets and instantaneously, securely across the world to anybody or any organization you want is you know something that's never been able to do before and you know that's how banks got started it wasn't easy to walk across the country with a sack of gold and not get robbed (laughs) yeah yep exactly that's uh that's you know that's that's it's huge you know what what the future can look like we can really just continue to build and you know that's why i suggest to really do your research on what these tokens are what are they doing what are they trying to you know prevent or what are they trying to provide there's just so much in the background that not a lot of people take the time to learn and it's just so important that everybody goes and just does their research on you know what they want to do if they want to learn about tron go learn about tron if you want to learn about 
you know, Litecoin, learn about Litecoin. But as long as you just take the time to learn as to what you're actually investing in. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, I, we probably got to run. I know you got stuff to do, but um, I've never met anybody who I've uh, who's asked me about crypto and I've explained to them and they've thoroughly researched what it does to the future of the world and what impact it will have that hasn't been taken their money and invested. I've never had someone said, I completely understand Bitcoin. I completely understand smart contracts. I completely <laughs> understand a public ledger. And you know what? I don't believe in it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to, uh, understand all, all of that. You know, it's just so much information thrown at you at once. So, you know, people wanting to take the time to learn that is just not something that they care to do. Um, but you know, I, I, I give from my own experience, I didn't care to learn about it either. But as soon as I started educating myself, I really, really enjoyed it. And I really could see the possibilities, you know, in the long run for what's really actually happening here. Yeah, I'll call it the crypto switch. Yeah, you get right to that point where you got enough information. You go, damn, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And, you know, I could totally go back to trading traditional markets, but, you know, that's not what I care about anymore. I don't care about the chase for, you know, momentum stocks. All I care about is, you know, trying to get in deeper and deeper into this crypto world and, you know, keep really growing simple crypto just because I, I think that site is going to be, you know, pretty big and you guys can get a lot of information that can take you a long way on that site. Yeah, man, it's a great resource, you know, uh, Ryan with Brad, uh, two great guys and we, uh, we love supporting them. And man, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, man. Thank you, Lawrence. I, you know, I appreciate you having me on here and I appreciate what you're doing for the, you know, crypto community, getting a lot of good information out there. Appreciate it, man. That's a, that's another episode of CryptoCast with Ryan and we're talking Bitcoin and banks and stocks. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one, Lawrence. Thank you.